everyone, and welcome to another episode of Design Under Influence, where we go deep into the underbelly of your architecture firm's IT workflows and help you uh, create a smooth, profitable, enjoyable business where your IT is never an issue, or if it's an issue, you can get it solved. We are from ArcIT. That's what we do. We solve IT for architecture, design, engineering firms. Here with me are the smartest guys in the room when it comes to IT, Mark and Harry. And today we're talking onboarding, offboarding. Mark, Harry, how are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing, Alex? Yeah, life's good. Especially, hey, look, let's go help some people, okay? This is this is where I think you need to help us identify the importance of this. This is we're talking about employee or a contractor or team team member onboarding and offboarding process. We see this being a lot. You guys see this as a as a big issue with with our customers, and you you help put together the process. So what why why is the process important? Why should someone have a process? So first of all, you want it to be as seamless as possible. Um, one of the biggest challenges uh, for most companies bringing in new employees is having them integrate into their processes, um, their workflow, getting them set up, hit the ground as fast as possible. And that could be very challenging. That could involve a lot of things. It could involve purchasing hardware, um, um, setting up the hardware, transferring information, um, to the new user. Um, so it, it, it's a multi-layered process that could hmm. be very, very complicated and challenging. So being able to sort that process out and have it done in an orderly and timely fashion can be very, very important to uh, a new employee's experience. Got you. Mark, any color to add to that? Yeah, um, I know... I'm no business owner and, you know, but what I do know is that there's a, a large dollar amount that's invested with a new employee and the the time it takes to ramp them up uh, and get them into full working production. One big piece of that for them to be able to do their job is having the right tools and the right uh, hardware and everything that Harry mentioned software is to get that at hundred percent on day one. Um, any, any timing that it takes past that to get all those things and things in place is just going to affect the um the timing of when this employee can be you know hit the ground running and it's it's really important to have all of this done uh beforehand and in an orderly fashion just like Harry said yeah and from a business owner perspective you you touched on this mark it's absolutely i mean you 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 grasp the concept here is like the huge investment huge interview time uh just it's a risk factor bringing somebody new into the company you you know no matter how much time you spend interviewing checking references you really don't know what it what it's going to look like and uh to give them this delightful experience or where things are ready and professionally handled and they walk in, there's, there's their hardware, there's their logins. They can call somebody when they have a problem, big deal. So let's pick this apart into individual components and help, help people put together that onboarding plan. I think maybe we'll just touch onboarding and maybe we'll do the offboarding as its own show or its own episode, because I think unless, unless we have, let's see how we do with onboarding. So let's just start, Let's get create a recipe for people who are watching and reading us. So, guys, what's the first step in a successful onboarding process? I'm writing this down. Uh, planning ahead of time before you actually bring anyone on is having the process in place. Um, 
And uh, there's a lot of variables, like we had said, of like exactly what Harry touched on, of which direction you need to go. And having all those mapped out beforehand so there are no surprises is, is, is the most crucial piece of an onboarding is having the policies and procedures in place right away um, just in the beginning. Uh, and, and then you can follow those and you have a checklist uh, of things that need to be done. Let's say we are creating this checklist right now. What's the first step in a checklist, Harry? Well, again, it varies. Um, for for if you're getting a new employee, it depends. Is this new employee replacing an old employee that already has a good hardware, a good computer? So in that case, you're not thinking about um, a computer purchase, a computer setup. Um, in, in that sense, you're pretty much looking at just creating an account for that user on that computer. Again, it varies. Uh, um, the first step would usually be where is this user going to be in the office? Where do they have a computer? So the physical component um, is usually going to be the first part. Uh, yeah. So hardware physical component is usually part one of the checklist process. They can be, you know, hey, you know, once you get the checklist, you know, maybe acquire new hardware, then you go specifications, what kind of what kind of work they do, blah, blah, blah. I get that. Existing hardware, is this still good enough? It is, then set them up, but also where are they going to sit? Or, you know, if it's a home base, do they have a desk? Do they have a microphone? If they need a microphone, whatever, right? Correct, correct. Um, if, if it's a remote employee, then that's also a different setup. You need to get them a laptop. Do you already have one in place that you just want to repurpose? Um, and some some of our clients, what we usually do for them is we have uh, backup workstations that are already prepped and ready to go. Mm. So in the case where a new employee comes in, we don't have to spend time prepping those workstations. We can just issue them one that's already ready. No, ah, that's kind of cool. All right. So so let's say hardware. We can go back to glean uh, more details out of this one. What's the second step? Let's say I figured that out. So let's say I'm bringing somebody new, right? Um, I figured that out. I got the hardware next. The next thing is more of uh, what roles this user going to fill. Um, so now we know that and it it also ties into the hardware, but you have to know, is this person an admin? Is it uh, a C-level? Is, um, uh, is it a designer? So, and then in there, you've already predetermined with your uh, coming up with the process and procedures, what software they're going to need. Um, so you have pre-packages that are completely ready for a designer will get Bluebeam, you know, any of the Autodesk, SketchUp, uh, Rhino, Enscape, like, you know, Vectorworks, whatever the, the hardware is. And uh, so then you're starting to narrow that down. And then it comes uh, account setup time, um, cross the board, Active Directory, Mail, Azure, you know, whatever that is. And then you can start acquiring the license for Adobe, Bluebeam, whatever those are, Autodesk. And you can start creating the user accounts for said user. Gotcha. All right. So identify a role and basically start implementing software based on that role by creating accounts, using <laughs> acquiring user licenses. Um, okay. Gotcha. That's, those are pretty two big, massive uh, um, undertakings, but here we are, right? Um, what follows? Yeah. So just to piggyback of Mark, where Mark was going with that. Uh, um, so the next step would probably be the actual setup. Um, but that's usually where your IT department comes in. Um, so 
something else that we, we should probably mention is how important the communication is between the business and its IT department. Because um, business needs are often dynamic, they're often changing. Um, so a new user who started last month uh, might require something different from a user who is starting next week. Uh, so even though they might be in the same roles, there may be new software that's being introduced. So being able to keep that open line of communication with your IT department is very, very important when it comes to um, your onboarding process. Now, on the side of your IT department, what we do is we have forms um, that we want, we send out to our clients. And these forms have this, this pre-filled items that they should, should need, whether it's a software, it's a hardware, uh, what license it needs. We send them out to our clients and they fill that out. So they'll put in the name of the new employee, they'll put in what software is required and they can send that in, even though we already have a pre-filled checklist of what they require. So if something is different from our already mm. pre-filled checklist, they can send that in and be like, hey, we also need this too. So it's having that open line of communication and a standard process that your IT department follows that's going to make that process very seamless. So the setup is the next part of it. But that setup part involves a lot, which is, is not particularly standard, but the communication part of it has to be standard. So you need to always, whenever you have a new employee, you send an email to your IT department saying, hey, we need a new, we have a new employee, that's in blah, blah, blah dates. IT department who already has a checklist of uh, uh, requirements, your onboarding requirements, would then what we do is we send you a form that you can then fill out with extra information, the name of the employee, what software they're going to require and all that, and send it back to us and we can start the setup. Gotcha. Um, so high level steps we have hardware physical uh, acquisition, you know, identification acquisition. I, um, role uh, identification and software based on that role and also uh, then the setup of the said software with a little bit of a interesting addition by by Harry just saying it needs a dynamic so you may have set up the last employee with this checklist but it's good to go through that checklist again and make sure if there's anything new or anything additional licenses or that this role is slightly expanded or whatever your IT department is on top of this it's not like Oh, I wish we've done it. Now we got to go back and do it. And you know, so so that's that's great. Um, are those three steps big steps? It or are there other like is there a number four here? Once you do the setup, what then? So I think what one key thing, and every client's different here. Arc IT as a whole offers the service of when the new user starts to take a half hour, 45, an hour, two hours, whatever is needed to sit down, whether it be virtually or in person with the new user and go over the products and tools. A lot of clients don't take us up on this um, and I wish they would uh, because of the benefit from it. It eliminates, again, our an owner's job and our job is to help facilitate the user getting up to speed as fast as possible. Um, and that little, that small training session does nothing but drastically uh, increase the speed at which that can happen. Um, and it's just learning the tool sets. Maybe they've worked with Google Workspace at their previous job and aren't familiar with Office or vice versa. 
Um, and for us to be able to train them on the tools that are being used in the company is invaluable for it. And I, I really feel that that's a big piece that RKT offers. Um, and, and, to get, and to get set up, uh, you have to set up 2FA to your, their cell phone, whether it's company provided or personal. So these are the things that some people have trouble with, and we can walk them through it at a quick pace. We use a lot of uh, um, third-party identity providers, Duo, um, for instance, and we can get that set up and get the application installed on their phone um, and all that fun stuff. Gotcha. So again, hardware, role identification, setup of the software, and then orientation is what you highly recommend to get like, hey, you know, here are all the things. What questions do you have? Oh, this is this how you set up a 2FA. This is how you set up this and that. Um, correct, I, correct, yeah. Correct. Which I will also add as uh, maybe training and feedback. Yes. Um, Tell me training more. is part of the onboarding process. So just to piggyback on what Mark was saying, so we also follow up with the user. We don't just say, hey, here's your new computer. Uh, so we we walk them through the stuff. We walk them through their login, uh, the services, the applications they use, how it integrates or how it affects the company's workflow. We explain it to them, make sure they know where their emails are, where their teams are for communication. Uh, ask questions. You know, what, what else do you need to see what they need help with and try to guide them through it. So that training orientation uh, is part of the user onboarding process, which is something that you want to happen. You, you want the process to be as seamless as possible. Um, you want the user to have a good experience, uh, which will tell them that your organization's culture is uh, upstanding, something that's, you know, that, that, is, that, that needs to be upheld. Gotcha. I want to talk about two more things. Um, um, two more things, guys. Uh, one is the timeline. What is step one through step four? Step one for us is hardware planning. Step four is is orientation session, the training. What is the typical timeline that people need to be uh, thinking about? Now, hardware purchasing. Hardware is already in place. It may need... Uh, even a full re-image just without having to acquire hardware, a two-week notice is ideal. Um, and that's that's a good, you know, hey, in two weeks we have new user A starting and we'd like to set up his services. I have his laptop for you right here. Two weeks is great. That's comfortable for both parties. It allows for any variables that might come up to be figured out. Um, and when it comes to when you need to acquire hardware for them, that's a big variable because if they just, if it's an admin and they just need a machine, we have a lot of uh, direct relationships with, you know, third-party vendors. We can acquire a machine very quickly, but when you get into some of these crazy builds that the, these AEC guys and gals need, um, it can, there can be uh, overseas issues that are, you know, preventing you from being able to acquire the hardware. And that's where the, as much lead way as possible. Harry, I think mentioned it earlier or in one of our other podcasts, planning ahead, having spares there and mm. having having extra hardware available. Um, so you never run into, you if you need something from your inventory, you take it. And then at that time with no future hires, you order your next one. So it comes in two, three weeks later. That's an excellent point. Excellent point. Because of the demands, the supply issues and how heavy some of the particular you know AAC uses are 
you know, you need specialized equipment that could be, you know, weeks out potentially. So not having a spare, not having your IT department store a spare for you might be, you know, a little bit of a challenge because then somebody's going to sit there for a week or two without, without the, any equipment. And then you can only start the onboarding process when you get hardware and that looks just, just, just looks bad um, yeah. for retention yeah. and for, for, you know, all around productivity. Correct. Uh, um, as, as early as, possible as much time as you can give your IT department to prepare there's never going to be enough time so uh, what I would say is at least two weeks we do get those those random once in a while hey an employee starting tomorrow hmm. you know, and then we have to just get all hands on deck and get, get it going but at least two weeks but anything more than two weeks is very very welcome because um, even if you have a computer that's ready to go, it's we still need to go into that computer and make sure that it's still running well and it has no issues. So yeah. at least two weeks, but more than two weeks is preferable. Got you. Got you. Um, yeah. So as soon as possible. Yes, um, that That's good. I, I just know I just from a business owner perspective, I just I, I just, you know, it's it's just never for somehow it it never is a priority until it becomes a super priority. So once you make a couple of mistakes um, and you look terrible in front of your key hires, you uh, right away realize this and become a little bit more efficient with this and you follow the process. So that's all we're prescribing here. Follow the plan, get the, get in there early, make your organization look good. You will both benefit for years to come. It's also when very, I, very important for employee retention because that first two weeks when employee starts is usually the most challenging time for them. Everything is new, everything is different. So you want making it as easy as possible is also very good for employee retention. So if you want them to stick around, make that process seamless as possible. Gotcha. Hundred percent. So thank you, Harry. I now I need one more from each of you. Okay. So we talked about timeline. I want to see common most common mistakes. Or it could be it could be a disaster, it could be anything. Maybe it could be a little bit of a story without naming names. Um, what's the most common mistake or most devastating mistake you saw um, and you'd like to caution our viewers from? Maybe we'll start with you, Mark. The biggest thing I would say, I don't really have an exact case study on it, but the biggest thing is just not having hardware in place because in, it's not as big of a deal with an admin start having a new admin um, start because they can in a pinch use a designer and AEC, you know, laptop, a high powered laptop. It's the flip of it. You're paying a lot of money, whether it's a lot of money in general, a lot of money for your company to bring on a new employee. And then they start and they don't even have a machine that they can run Revit or run SketchUp or run Rhino or any of these highly resource intensive applications. So then they're sitting there literally not working. And that is like Harry was just pointing out is bad all around because it looks bad on the company. It's a, it's a, the company's losing money and the person isn't getting that, that warm and fuzzy feeling when they're starting uh, that, you know, that they're not important because they weren't, the company wasn't prepared for them. Mm. Um, that's just, a, that's a, that's a, it's, it's a big thing. And I, I can't, I think Harry, what he said is absolutely so true is that first couple of weeks leaves a big imprint on the future of that employee with the company. You know, I, I know that from when I worked at ArcIT, you know, being welcomed by ArcIT and having all the processes in place really helped. Fantastic. Harry, what do you got as far as biggest, uh, most common mistakes or biggest mistakes w within the onboarding process that you saw that you have to solve? 
So I think when I, in, in my role onboarding new users, one of the biggest challenges I've seen is having inadequate documentation. Um, so when you're going to set up a new user, you want to make sure that everything is in place, that you know where to go to download the software, you know what licenses you need to apply, you know what permissions that user needs to be granted. Um, so just having an inadequate workflow, an inadequate process can be very, very detrimental, um, which, which kind of falls both on your IT and the company, which is where the communication comes in place. So you guys have to both work together to make sure that you have adequate documentation and a process in place. Because once that's not there, whenever you get a new employee, it's total chaos. Got it. So two common mistakes and most devastating would be missing hardware and missing steps in a process, both result in delays and uh, potential loss to that employee or at least their goodwill. Um, gentlemen, I really appreciate your time. Those of you watching or listening, if you need help from quality gentlemen like we have here and the rest of our IT team, hit us up at getarchit.com. We're here to help AAC community solve their IT so you can focus on doing your great work. Build buildings. Let us take care of your, you know, your piping, so to speak. Um, have a fantastic day, Mark, Harry. Thank you for your time. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Yes. Yeah.